The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. Thank you, Brother Frydenstein. Take your Bibles again in Psalms 69 as we look to the Word of God. And, uh, you know, the, the blessing of being in a place for a while is to get to know people. And uh, I've gotten to know many of you here, and I think many of you got to know my family and we've come to realize that all families are alike. All families have burdens. All families have uh, troubles and go through tough times. And, um, but also, I think we all can agree that we have the same answer. And that's the Word of God in Christ in our life that gets us through these things. But here we find that in the, the text here, the Bible says, so, uh, David is saying, I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. And what he's saying there basically is on quicksand. His life is on quicksand. He's going down, and he can't, can't get himself out. He's going down, and he can't touch the bottom. Now, I think about quicksand. Now, sometimes, you know, you've seen on TV where they show quicksand in a desert somewhere you're walking through, and all of a sudden there's dry sand, you just get sucked down in and that's really, that's Hollywood, but that's not real. Uh, quicksand would be more of mixture of sand with water, muck, things like that. Uh, if you've ever been fishing on the banks or whatever, and you step into that muck, and sometimes you just sink down in, or uh, near the water where there's sand, and uh, that sand and water will cause you to go down in. And so here he's, he's comparing his life to mire, to muck, to quicksand, and he says, where there is no standing. Now, quicksand is real, it, it really, and people really have been affected by it. There's a true story about a man named Jack Pickett and his friend Fred Stahl, both college students. Uh, they decided to spend the day looking for parasites, uh, parasitic plants in the swamp lands of South Florida's lake. Uh, Pickett was in the lead walking along the sandy bank of a small stream when suddenly his feet disappeared into the sand. It's, it's soft here, he, he said, stay back. He warned his friend. The ground seemed to swallow him up, and he was quickly chest deep in thick muck. The sand pinned his arms to his body, and, his, and he struggled to release himself. And with the heavy pack on his back, he took that off, but it kept dragging him down. He hollered out, it's quicksand. He shouted, help me. Desperate to search for a tree branch to extend to, to his reach, finding one, he held it out. Pickett couldn't, find, couldn't free his hand to grab the limb, and he sank deeper and deeper and deeper into the sand until he simply disappeared. This was a real incident that occurred in 1964. Can I tell you that sometimes in life it seems that way? Man, I tell you what, sometimes in life, you're just going a long life, and everything seems to be going good, and man, everything's great, and all of a sudden, you run into quicksand. You run into problems. Now, when I think about the real quicksand, you say, well, Brother Butler, I mean, maybe you're a young man here. You say, man, I, I explore out there near the riverbanks. I don't want to get sucked up in quicksand. How do I avoid quicksand? Well, let me tell you how you can avoid the quicksand, the, the sand, the stuff that's out there. What, what you need to do, first off, you got to be looking for warning signs. A lot of these quicksands, if there's, there's uh, these 
pits, these mud pits or this quicksand. A lot of times in Florida, they have these swamps. They'll put signs up. But look for a warning sign. That sign will probably say, keep out, danger, quicksand, stay away. You got to keep your eyes open. As you're walking along, be looking for signs that say quicksand. Uh, if you happen to get into quicksand, don't panic. Make slow, decisive movements. So if you're, if you're out there someday and you're walking and you happen to get into quicksand, you say, okay, what if I fall into quicksand? What do I do? Well, you don't want to panic. You don't want to go crazy and start moving all around. They say a lot of times people get deeper into quicksand is because when they get in it, they shift their weight to pull their leg out. They shift like this to pull this leg out. They shift like this. And all they're doing is they're going deeper and deeper into that muck or that quicksand. So if you get into quicksand, don't panic. Uh, use slow movements. Really what they say to do is to fall flat on your face with your arms out. And eventually your legs will just kind of float up. That's what they say. Hopefully I never have to try that. Amen. <laughs> but, you know, most people will panic. Most pe people, when they get into something like that, they start screaming and panicking. They start moving their arms and legs around, and they start to sink under because they're panicking. So be careful with that when you're in the quicksand. Also, if you're going to be exploring somewhere where you think there might be quicksand, like the Everglades or wherever, uh, always make sure you take a friend along. Amen? It's good to have a buddy along. That way, if you're in the quicksand, you have somebody to help you out. At that moment, you'll find out if you had a friend or a foe, amen? And uh, if he just smiles and walks away, then you know you never had a friend in him, amen? And uh, but anyway, always walk with a friend so he can help you get out. And then let me say also, if you get stuck in quicksand, use your voice, amen? There's nothing wrong with hollering out, help, help, scream out. Now, David said this. He said, I sink in the deep mire where there is no standing. He said, I come into the deep waters where the floods overflow me. David is saying here he got himself into a situation that he's sinking in the quicksand. He has no way to get out. His situation is hopeless. Basically what he's saying here is that his situation is not good. His situation is bad. Things are not going good. Things are going bad. Is this on? Are we good? All right. Things are going bad for him. Now David had a lot of experiences in life. He's had situations where King Saul was chasing him. He's had situations where he had to hide. He had situations where he got falsely accused. He had situations where bad things were happening, uh, where he got himself into a mess, where his son died, and uh, all these different things. And here in David's life, in Psalm 69, Whatever was going on during that time of life, David was hollering to God and saying, God, he said, God, I'm in a situation. He said, God, I am sinking in the quicksand. I'm stuck in the mire. I'm going down. I have no strength. I have no hope. God, help me. David was sinking and hopeless. Now, what is quicksand? Well, quicksand, I looked up basically what quicksand is a definition and a basic definition of quicksand is ground that is compromised. Ground that is compromised. You know, a lot of times you go somewhere and, and it's solid ground, you're happy about that. But sometimes you'll walk out the same place and all of a sudden there's a sinkhole. You ever see those sinkholes in Florida and other places? And I've seen it where a car's driving, all of a sudden it disappears. It falls in a sinkhole. People walking down the road and they fall in the sinkhole. 
the ground was compromised. Something affected the ground. Something took away the strength of that ground. Quicksand, a ground that is compromised. Maybe like David, you're here this morning and you feel like the ground that you once stood on has been compromised. Like David, you are sinking. Your life is sinking into a thing of called quicksands of troubles. You say, Brother Butler, my life, at one time, I had it all figured out. At one time, I had a, a hang of it. At one time, I was able to control it. At one time, I had it all under control, and I knew what was going on. I had it under control. Everything was great. Things were going good. No problems whatsoever. Yes, I had some problems, but nothing major. I had it under control. Everything was good. I was walking on solid ground. Things were going good. And all of a sudden, something happened in my life, and my life is now quicksand. The ground underneath me has been compromised. I'm sinking. I feel in despair. I feel like when I try to get out of it, I go deeper and deeper. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm down. I'm discouraged. I'm going under. Maybe that's you this morning. Like David, you feel like you're, you're going down and you're discouraged. Your ground has, that you once stood on has been compromised. Your life is sinking into a quicksands of trouble. Now here's some areas that you might be experiencing the quicksands of life. Maybe it's in the area of your marriage. Uh, my wife and I, this will be, I don't know, somewhere around our 20th couples retreat that we'll be holding this year. My wife and I have been working with married couples for over, for about 20 years. And I've watched people, uh, good marriages fall apart. I've watched good marriages uh, uh, become shambles and now divorce. Maybe today you say, Brother Butler, my marriage is like quicksand. My marriage is struggling. I started out good, but now I feel that our marriage is sinking and I can't find a way to stop it. I can't find a way to stand. I can't find a way to, to, to fix it, to repair it, to bring it back to life. I don't know what to do. My marriage is going under. Maybe that's you. In the life of marriage, it's like quicksand. Maybe it's the area of finances where you say, Brother Butler, my finances. At one time, we were fine. At one time, we were the family helping others. At one time, we were the family that we could buy the house that we liked. At one time, we had the car that was the newer car. At one time, things were okay. We were worried about our finances. We're able to give to things at the church. We're able to support missionaries. We're able to do all those things. That was, it wasn't a worry or a bother when bills came. And so we knew we had the money to pay it. It wasn't a worry or bother when, uh, when we had to buy food. We had money to buy it. But now, for some reason in my life, my life has become a financial quicksand where the finances have fallen apart, where things have come in our life and I lost my job and things aren't going good financially and I'm discouraged and down. I was visiting a church many years ago. It, it was a church in Fort Worth. I was going to be a youth pastor for that church. I went there to candidate to be a youth pastor and that pastor drove me around in Fort Worth. This was back in 96, 1996. And as we're driving through the neighborhoods in Fort Worth, he took me to the shack of little tiny homes, little one-room houses, little shack of houses. 
And he said, that house and that house and that house and that house. He says, remember these houses. And then he drove away and we went to these big, beautiful homes. He goes, that shack back there, that guy used to live in this house. The other shack over there, he used to own that house. Those guys used to work for the, the Boeing plant or whatever plant was there. And he said they shut it down because of the economy and they lost their jobs and they lost all their money and their financial ruin. I mean, there are people that go through that. They can't handle it. They commit suicide. Maybe today you say, Brother Butler, my financial situation, where at one time I had it under control, we had a budget, things were there, we were secure, but now we're going under, and, and nobody in the church even knows how bad it is, but we're struggling financially. Maybe that's you. You're in the quicksand of finances. Maybe it's you this morning that say, Brother Butler, the area, the quicksand of my life is my children. At one time, Brother Butler, my kids, when they were little, everything was great. My kids went to the junior churches. They sang the songs. They stood before the church and sang. They went soul winning. They, 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 they did everything we asked them to do. They looked sharp, and they were, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and everything was going good, and, and, and that was the least of our worries. We're more worried about them uh, getting hurt or kidnapped, but, man, I tell you, our kids were going good. They carried their Bible. They said, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. They obeyed us. They did what was right. We were happy. We are proud of our kids hey you know we wanted the people to see our kids this is my son this is my daughter i'm proud of my children look at they're serving god and maybe today those same children have grown and now have become teenagers and young adults and you say brother butler my children are sinking in the quicksand their lives are in ruin our home and our family that once used to be a happy family is now sinking in the quicksand. We're discouraged. And I try to dig my way out of it. I try to push myself up. I try to be encouraged. I try to be happy. But it's hard because there is no ground. I find myself sinking deeper and deeper. Maybe that's you today. Maybe your area is your children. I tell you, all my boys have went through struggles. One of my boys went through a lot of struggles. My wife and I, I don't know how many times, would go to his bedside while he was asleep. And we would kneel at his bedside and we would weep and pray for him that God would get a hold of his heart. Oh, I can tell you, I, all three subjects here, marriage, finances, children, I've been there. I've felt the quicksand. I know what it is to lose your footage. I know what it is to feel in despair and feel hopeless and feel as if there's no hope and how are we going to make it and are we ever going to pull out of it and are we ever going to get back on solid ground again? Are we ever going to feel the victories again? Maybe the area of quicksand is your children. Maybe it's your health. You know, I'm getting older. It's hard to believe I'm married to a grandma now. It's hard for her to believe she's married to a grandpa. But you know, we're getting older. And as the older you get, you know, when you're young, and I watch some of these guys, I watch Alex. I don't know where he's at right now. Where's Alex at? There he is. Alex, I mean, that guy, he, I can see him working in the circus. That guy, he bounces over everything and flips over everything. He has all this energy. But one of these days, he's not going to have that energy. Enjoy it while you have it, amen? But you know, I find as I get older, 
my health isn't what it used to be. I can't do the things I used to do. Now, a lot of times we try to, and we pay for it too. But maybe you're here this morning, you say, Brother Butler, that is me. And my health, at one time, it was going good. At one time, I, I had control of my health. I mean, I was in shape. Man, I tell you what, Brother Butler, you're, you're 49. At 49 years old, I could run circles around you. But look at me now. I, can't, I can hardly move. I got sickness. I'm taking pills. I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm at the hospital a lot. I'm struggling with my health. I feel like I'm sinking in quicksand. My health is sinking. I can't seem to get better. I can't seem to pull out of it. It's discouraging. It's, 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 it's bringing me down. And, and I want to stand up again. And I want to get over it. But I can't seem to get over this sickness. Maybe your place is your health. Your plans were all set. You will live a long, healthy life. And then you got sick. And then your dreams seemed to fall apart. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. You know what the Bible tells us? The Bible tells us that in Philippians, it tells us here in 4, verse 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts through Christ Jesus. You know, many times we, we go through struggles of life, and we get in ourselves in situations where we don't know what to do. How are we going to get out of this? How are we going to get better? How are we going to get back on our feet? How are we going to get out of this situation? Like David, we're in despair and we're sinking quickly. But what can we do? Well, as a Christian, as I said earlier, we do everything by the word of God. We do everything by God's commands and God's leading. I can't do it on my own. It's not my strength. It's not my vision. It's not my hope. But God, my hope is in you. And God, you can get me through anything. As a Christian, we can, we can do some things to avoid losing our life to the pitfalls of this sinking sand. Let me say quickly, to avoid the pitfalls or to avoid the, 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 the sinking sands of your life, first off, number one, look for warning signs. To avoid losing your life to the spiritual hurt and look for warning signs. If we listen to the word of God, we will find the warning signs of spiritual quicksands and how to avoid them. Some things can be avoided. Hey, I tell you what, a lot of marriage problems can be avoided if you listen to the word of God and the preaching of God's word and listen to the man of God when he tells you what you ought to do to fix your marriage. If you listen, things can get better. We must learn to look for the warning signs. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. Hey, you know what? Quicksand. Well, that looks like quicksand right there. I wonder if I stepped in, if I would sink. The Bible says avoid the appearance of evil. Get away from it. If you see something in your marriage that might cause some problems, get away from it. Get away from it. That's a warning sign. There are some quicksands of life that could have been avoided. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, My son, forget not my law, but let, my, let mine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. 
and write them upon the tables of thine heart, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So many of God's children have walked into the quicksands of life by choosing to allow themselves to sample sin and proved to be destructive. Young people, you don't want to break your mom and dad's heart. You're, maybe you're a young person today. You said, I'm that young person. I'm going to church. I'm that young person. I got my Bible. I got my tie on. I got my dress on. I'm doing right. I'm singing the songs. I'm memorizing the verses. If you don't want to break your mom and dad's heart, let me encourage you to always do what's right. Always please God in your life. Always serve God. But so many times we don't listen. And when we don't listen and we do things that, that hurt our life, not only does it hurt us, but it hurts our parents and it hurts those that invested into us. Let me say just quickly here, as you think about life, watch out for those signs, those warning signs. Number two, when you get into a situation, financial, marriage, health, whatever it might be, number two, don't panic. Don't pa you know, it's easy to say that, hard to live it. Amen? All right, folks, we're going to go for a walk through this woods back here behind the church. Y'all follow me in line. Now, there, if a rattlesnake happens to come out, don't panic. How many think are not going to panic? And if I say, hey, folks, we're going to bring in right now a lion. He's going to, we're going to walk him up here on the platform just so you can see this lion. He's at the back doors. Brother, could you open the door right now? Just bring that lion in. Would you panic? You think y'all say, you're like, oh, can I pet him? I think it would be gone, all right? Talking about ruining a service. You know, in life, a lot of times is that way. When things come our way, it's easy to panic. Oh, I tell you what. Oh, how am I going to make it? You know, preacher says he has people meeting in the hallway. I got to meet with you now. I got to fix this now. I need an answer now. He says, if you need it now, I'm sorry. I don't have it. He said, but if you want to wait, we could talk about it. We'll get, you know, most things you can work through. But if you panic, that's when things get worse. Hey, don't panic. To avoid losing your life to spiritual quicksands of troubles, don't panic. Move slowly. The Bible says in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts through Christ Jesus. He says, be careful for nothing. That word careful means anxious. He said, be anxious for nothing. Don't be quick to, to, to make a quick, hasty decision. Don't panic. Be careful. Careful. Be calm. Have you ever had a car that needed to be a fit to fix? And this car, you, you called a mechanic. He's going to come fix it for you on Tuesday. And your wife says, he's coming Tuesday, so don't mess with it. But you know how we husbands are? We get impatient. I just, I just know I can fix it. Honey, I mean, I took automotive in high school. I can do it. I know I can. I mean, just the difference between me and him is he got some little certificate. I can do it. Honey, you've already called him. Just let him, let's wait. He'll fix it. All of a sudden, she's in there doing whatever, and she hears something. She opens the garage door, and you have the engine out of the car. You're working on it. You're like, I mean, you, you, you even have your snap-on T-shirt, man. You're professional. And you're out there, and you're working on it. And your wife's like, now, I've never done this with my wife, but maybe you have. And your wife's like, and she just closed the door. She's like, he ain't going to listen. And you work on it, and you make a bigger mess out of it. 
The mechanic comes to, to, to change out your alternator. He gets there, and the engine's on the floor. He's like, what happened? Well, I thought I could fix it. Well, sir, your $200 job now has become a $1,000 job. You know, a lot of times life is that way. We have a situation in our life. We have a problem in our life. And instead of being patient and waiting on God and praying about it and seeking counsel and working through it and gradually and, and not making a hasty decision, not taking a, a jump, but we're slowly going through this. Many times we don't do that. Many times we panic. And many times, oh, I just got to fix it. Well, my wife's mad at me. I tell you what, I'll just tell her like it is. And we, we deal with it and we don't call the preacher. Have you talked to the preacher? That's my common question to everybody. Have you talked to the preacher about it? Well, no. Okay, why haven't you? God says that he's given you a man of God in this church here. You ought to go to the man of God when you're having problems. Right. Well, I tell you what, I'm going through some health problems, Brother Butler, and, and, and the doctor wants me to have this, this open heart surgery or whatever tomorrow. Well, have you talked to preacher? Have you had preacher pray over you about it? Have you, have you had other doctors give their opinion on this? Well, no, I just want to get it over with. You might truly get it over with, all right? Why don't you be patient, and why don't you pray about it, and why don't you get more counsel, and why don't you get more opinions, and let's let God do something. But so many times, we're impatient, we jump ahead, we work on the car, we don't wait for the mechanic, and it costs us more. We make more of a mess of it. It's the same way in our life problems. We move quickly and never allow God to help us. We end up making things worse. Let me say, as I pointed out, look for warning signs. Don't panic. Let me say number three, take a friend. You know, it's important for us to have friends in life. You know, if you're not faithful to church here and you go through problems, and if you don't have a good Christian friend to stand with you, I tell you what, that's very lonely. And that's very sad and sometimes very dangerous. Why don't you get a good, godly friend? Your pastor can be your friend. Hey, the church people can be your friend. We can be your friend. Take a friend along with you to avoid losing your life to spiritual quicksands. All you have to do is understand, I need a friend. In Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath no one, not, not another, to help him up. John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I'll tell you, it's a blessing to have friends. Amen. Hey, you know what? You ought to, be able to feel comfortable to call any of us staff members. They're my friend. I need your help. You ought to be able to call your pastor. I need your help. You ought to be able to call one another. Call one another. Hey, you know what? I'm discouraged. Can I, can I meet with you? Can you pray with me? I need help. I need help. I need help. Hey, have a friend in your life. The Bible tells us that a friend will lay down his life for his friend. Many of God's children have kept from losing their lives, why? Because they had a friend to pull them out of their circumstances. Let me say, look for the signs. Don't panic. Take a friend. Number four, cry out. Cry out. To avoid losing your life to spiritual quicksand, use your voice and cry out to God. In Psalms 34, verse 4, he says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Charles Spurgeon, I was reading his book yesterday, and he was telling a story about this reference here in this scripture. And he said he was there in, in Israel, and he was down there at the banks of the river, uh, somewhere out there. And, and on the banks, he was walking 
on the banks right near the water as he was walking, uh, picking some flowers or doing something. Charles Spurgeon said this. He stepped into some muck. And when he got into it, he went, he went down almost knee deep in it. And he couldn't get out. He was stuck. There was a boat out in the river there. And this man was on this boat. And the man saw him stuck. So the man jumped out of his boat to swim to him. He got halfway to him to where he could stand. He started walking to him, and he got stuck. But not only stuck, he started to go under. I mean, he was like, the water was coming up to his face. And his boat was there, nobody in it. Two guys stuck. Man, a bad situation. But that man started crying out, help, help, help. Charles Spurgeon's looking at him and like, oh, I'm not going to help you. I am stuck too, you know. And he's screaming out, and he's going under. He's going to die. He's going to drown. And all of a sudden, these two men on shore ran and jumped into the river, to the lake there, and they swam to the boat, got his boat, pushed it up closer to him, and pulled him out. You know what saved him? He shouted out. Hey, you know what's going to help you through your problems? What's going to, well, I'm just going to hang in there, and I won't tell anybody, and I'll just work it out, and it'll all be all right. I'm going to tell you, it might not be. You might want to cry out to God over it, you might want to call out to your preacher over it. You might want to cry out to your friends over it. Well, I'm not saying complain. I'm saying ask them to pray. Hey, I need help. I need encouragement. What should I do? Spurgeon saw that man cry out, and that man got help. Psalms 40, verse 2, it says, He brought me. David says this. David said, Lord, I'm sinking. But here he says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. He established my going. He had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear the Lord. Mrs. Baldivis, if you could work your way up here. Here David said, as we notice, he, he said in the beginning there that he was sinking he said, I'm sinking down. Lord, I, 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 I'm losing all hope. I'm going under. He said, I'm, I'm going down. He says, I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I'm coming to deep waters where their floods overflow me. But then I notice here in this scripture, David also says, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Brother Palmore is going to sing a song that goes along with what David just said there. He said he put a new song. I was sinking. God brought me up, and he put a new song in my heart. In loving kindness, Jesus came. My soul in mercy to reclaim And from the depths of sin and shame Through grace he lifted me From sinking sand he lifted me With tender hand he lifted me From shades of night his name he lifted me
Here David said, he lifted me. Hey, from sinking sands. He said, from sinking sands, he lifted me. From his, with his tender hand, he lifted me. From shades of night to plains of light. Oh, praise his name, he lifted me. So where's your focus today? Are you stuck in the quicksands of life? Are you living in fears of what might happen? Maybe you're mired in a drama of relationship or you're lost in the dashing of a dream that you hope would come true. Remember, my dear friend, you don't have to feel trapped in the quicksands of life. You can be moved and you can be delivered. For God wants to lift us no matter what it is. Is that you this morning? Do you need God's tender hand to lift you from the quicksands of life? What is going on in your life? How deep has it gotten? How trapped do you feel? Well, I tell you what, God says, I love working. He says, I work the impossibles. God says, if you call on me, he says, I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. Oh, I tell you what, I've been there. I've, I've felt despair. I felt hopelessness. I felt loneliness. But I tell you, the mighty hand of God that comes down at the right time and lifts us up, I tell you, that is amazing. And God wants to do that for you. Let's all bow our head and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray you help us. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.